Hello and welcome to the verse episode of Words of Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Wells of Hope Wells Counseling. And today we are just going to have a basic conversation or dialogue about what it means to have just the basic health of mental health. When people hear mental health counseling or a therapist, different thoughts come to mind. There's some skeptics of realizing what it is or is is it necessary? There's also the idea of, yeah, I need it, but I don't want it <laughs> as well. We also have to deal with, on a day-to-day basis, our thoughts, our own self. And do we realize or do we even recognize the things in our life that may tell us that we need mental health counseling? And today, I just wanted to talk about what I do with every client that I see, the very basics. And it's really memorized through the topic of, or through the word or acronym, C. S-E-E. C. And it's just a checklist that we can go through as individuals each day to make sure that we are having the basics of mental health, kind of like the root of it taken care of because as we go through this you will see that when it comes to our mental health there is always an issue that has a root of where it comes from and it's just seen outwardly and so there are things that we may feel that are going on inside of us and it may have outside forces however our response to those things lets us know if we are having a good response, if we're having a good day. It lets us know many different things that we need to make sure that we're in check. And it's not just other people's opinion, but you have to know for yourself as well when you're not yourself, when you are not your normal, then things need to be checked or corrected. And so diving in, let's just talk about this acronym C. The first is the letter S, which stands for sleeping. How do you sleep? Are you a grinder of all I need is just give me three hours, a cup of coffee or a kettle (laughs) and let me go plowing through the day? Are you a, oh, I need at least 10 hours of sleep or I'm not worth anything? Or do you sleep all day? When you have time, do you sleep all day? If your answer to these were yes to any of those uh, categories, then we have an issue. (laughs) No one should have to go off of especially an adult, seven to eight hours or less. If you are doing that, going off of that on a daily basis, let's say you're getting four to five hours of sleep a day. You are, through the week, you are getting 20 hours of sleep. That's a part-time job, (laughs) But if you're doing that, the rest of your day is demanding you full time and you're not able to rest and recuperate 
to give others yourself, the full you. I also talk about doing temperaments with my clients as well. And if you are not getting enough sleep and you're working two or three jobs, I was uh, talking to a client yesterday actually who's working two jobs and they come to the session and it takes them half the session just to wake up. And so when they are out in the job or just seeing family and friends on their time off, everybody is not seeing the real them because they are not able to respond how they feel. If your sleep, if you are working 13 hours a day and then you it takes you four hours to calm down and then the next four to sleep, on a day-to-day basis, that's going to wear you out. Teenagers, <laughs> yeah, they actually do need that ten, eight to ten hours of sleep. They can do it. <laughs> and we were like, oh, it's almost afternoon. What are you doing getting up? Well, depending on what time they went to bed, that time to function and recuperate because they are up and they are moving should be throughout the day, especially when school is in. This is why we cannot allow them to stay on technology for so long. Adults as well. Because when you are getting ready to go to sleep, but you want to wind down, the phone is not the key way to do that. You can easily stay awake another hour or two on your phone when you are supposed to be in bed because the lighting is going to give your brain visual activity and stimulate it. No matter if what you think you're doing is boring or not, make sure the lighting is low, like almost off, so that your brain can start shutting off. We're stimulating ourselves and keeping ourselves awake when we need to be getting valuable rest because the mental and the calling that we have on our lives God has intended us to live this life fully capable of being obedient to what we're supposed to do. And we can't do that if we're not able to give it our all if we can't even start sleeping correctly. So let's take advantage of the sleep and the time that we're supposed to get to make sure that everything's okay. Now, I do know that There are a lot of things, this is another episode, that interferes with our sleep. But if you are having a hard time sleeping, then one thing you need to remember is Psalms 4, chapter 4, verse 8, which says, I will both lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, alone, Lord, make me live in safety. I love that verse because it's it's a Davidic psalm, but it's also for a night prayer. It's time to wind down. And the last thing David says in the chapter, after going through all these emotions, yes, it's the same chapter that says, be angry and do not sin. But it also ends with, I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you, Lord, you made me live in safety. 
So that's what we have to tell our thoughts before we go to bed. Not now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep if I die. We don't go into terror when we need to be resting. But we we tell ourselves and we make a declaration that I'm going to lie down in peace. I'm going to forget about the arguments. I'm going to forget about the answers that I don't have. And trust in the God that I do have. And lie down in peace. God, I thank you for this moment right there. The captive audience that just realized I cannot allow people and outside sources, thoughts and imaginations to keep me up at night when I need to be resting so that I can awake on the right side of the bed. Kids and all, happy wife, disgruntled wife, happy husband, mad at the world husband, it doesn't matter. I'm going to sleep in peace. Whether I made a mistake or not, I need to lie down in peace. Otherwise, the next day is not worth it. But that's the first acronym of sleep. The S is sleep. The second one, E. So the first E in the acronym of C It's eating. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Believe it or not, and I don't know who formed you (laughs) or what, but there are some people who just don't like to eat. And I know what you're saying to this audience. I don't know them. That's an adult. But some of them don't. Some people eat just to function. And that's literally okay. You eat when you're hungry. And you don't make yourself eat. When it comes to eating, there has been so many rules and literally lies that we have been taught growing up about nutrition Because of either the money game, and no, I'm not a conspiracist, the FDA, or just incomplete ignorance, or being naive. But many people, there are so many different avenues of getting nutritional information. But I was talking to a nurse practitioner, and um, her name is Dr. Logan of Logos Health. Well, we give that plug in there for her. <laughs> but we were talking about nutrition and people. And we talked about how you have to listen to your body. I know for myself personally, in the last few months, my body is responding differently to certain foods that I have consumed all my life. To where I am not to gross you out, but I am burping a lot more after I eat these foods. And sometimes my stomach gets very nauseous. And so um, if those things are happening, I do encourage you to go to your PCP 
and find out if you have a food allergen to certain things that you may not have never known. But anyway, when it comes to eating, you have to listen to your body. Yes, your body does need enough calories to function. No, you do not need to overeat. But when you are eating, the importance of eating is knowing your mood as well. Have you ever gotten into an argument just because you were hungry? Yeah, I just gave you a moment to laugh at yourself. <laughs> over the simplest thing, you argue <laughs> over picking a restaurant that you would have never picked, argued over just because you're hungry. That Snickers commercial of a different person, dude, that is the literal best commercial I've seen of what happens when we are hungry. My wife will tell you I am a completely different person. She will shut down the argument and say, I ain't talking to you. I'm like, huh? Because you're hungry and she'll know it. She will not. She will just say, okay. Well, if I'm hungry, let's get an answer to this problem quick so I can get back to being my lovable self. <laughs> but when we are hungry, we have to pay attention to us and being around other people. Especially with if you're married. Don't go into a deep conversation. I have a client that told me there's something that some arguments that they are conversations that they have and they are pseudo conversations, meaning that they're not going to talk about anything real. But if you're going to have a real conversation, I promise you, you need to have eaten something within the last hour before that conversation happens. Because I tell you, you think it's going to be a simple conversation. And next thing you know, an hour has passed and you're hungry or you try and do it right before dinner. And you ended up going more and you're hungry and that is you're going to tear that chicken up. That fried pork chop sandwich, you gonna chew that, chew that thing so hard like you a Wolverine. I knew I should have ate it. She over here talking about all this mess. <laughs> no, that's not the case. If we take the time to eat, we enhance our mood. Now I know there's a comfort eating thing, and we can talk about that later. And we're not talking about all that, but just the basics of making sure our mental health is good and we are in good standings with others is make sure that you're eating sensible. Meaning that it makes sense what you're eating. If it doesn't make sense to go to Golden Corral or Papa Do's to eat, then don't go and don't eat it. Especially if you're not going to eat a buffet worth of the price. <laughs> but sometimes just a cup of yogurt will satisfy something with some blueberries. Just be mindful of what you're eating so that you can have a good attitude throughout your day. And the last E 
and I'll be done with you, or you'll be done with me if you're still listening. God bless you. Is exercise. I am a huge advocate for exercising. There's a plethora of ways of exercising. But exercising is important and you have to find your your crux, your niche when it comes to are you a power lifter? Are you a bike rider? Are you a weight lifter? Are you a circuit person? Do you just like to walk? Do you like to do stretching? I'm not a yoga component because of the spiritual aspect. And we can talk later about it if you want. But are you doing an exercise routine at least three days a week for your body, for your temple? People don't like to sweat, but at the same time, they don't like the way they look. People don't like to do certain exercises or exercise, but they like the way they look because of the exercising. You see what I'm saying? So we have to be mindful that we are exercising because it is so many benefits to exercising and it's not just short term, but these are long term benefits because if you know you have kids, even in your 19s and your 20s and 30s and up, when life is different for you, transitioning, getting married, a new job, being single and having a life. You need to exercise because it's going to not only make you feel good about yourself. There's a confidence from that goes with that. And that's not just being a gym rat or just being a guy. I've seen it with my wife herself and I've been in the gym for years and I see it with the females there as well. There's a confidence that comes when not just when you are able to reach your goals of a certain weight And I mean like lifting weight, but there's also a confidence that comes from consistency and seeing it work off. I don't like doing this someday. I know everybody has a day of exercising that they don't like, but they feel good when they've accomplished it, especially if they didn't think they could. There's a dopamine release that happens that makes you feel good about what you do and exercising. But long-term effect, we can't just look at, oh, this is Monday, so it's leg day. No, this is Monday, 2023. But in 2043, leg day has kept me going. It has kept me looking like I'm looking or it has helped me get stronger. It has helped me to lose weight. It has helped me to gain weight, to gain muscle. It has helped me to walk on a missions trip. It has helped me. To carry the load. It has helped me to go down the street and help the elderly deliver food. It has helped me to do what God has called me to do. It has helped me on a health fair day. Just being able to go back and forth when others couldn't. 
So when we're exercising, it's not just for now, but it's long term. And that goes into our mental health as well. When we have exercised, we feel so much better about ourselves in the morning or in the afternoon or at night. Whatever works for you, do it. All three have their own personal benefits. You just have to find out what's best for you. So when it comes to our mental health, let's remember the acronym every day. Did I sleep enough? Did I exercise? Did I eat enough? And did I exercise? And if I didn't, let's get it right the next day. If I got 33% to right today, I'll get 66% right tomorrow. If I got 66% today, I'll try and go for that 99.9 tomorrow. But each day, let's make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. And by doing so, we'll be able to take care of those that mean so much to us, not just now, but also in the future. Thank you for your time and listening to the first episode of Hope Wells.